0: Every week in staff meeting, our team talks through one part of our mission, vision, and culture, and this portion of the podcast brings you into the room for those awesome messages. Be sure to share this episode with your team, and come on, let's grow together. Well, hello, beautiful people. So today, our leadership devotional is going to be called, Call Them In. So you guys probably remember a couple months ago we had the incredible Flo and Chris Wood in here with us. And actually it's awesome because every Sunday they tune in, whether it be Facebook with Chris Wood or Church Online with Flo Wood. In fact, this past week, Flo turned us all on to the bacon buddy, which I believe you'd say the bacon butty. But then, so I, I, yeah, I contacted uh, Helen. It is a thing, and I'm still salivating. I need to um, actually make one. So, anyway, if you're interested, you can check it out on YouTube. They do have some videos. So, uh, but that's not what the point of the message is today. So, uh, I had the privilege of having a few minutes with Flo, and uh, she's a therapeutic counselor. And somehow we got to talking about just annoying people and um, even annoying people on our teams, I think is what we were talking about. And um, she had shared a one-liner. It was a quote that a colleague had shared with her. And the, the quote was this, instead of calling them out, call them in. And it just kind of struck me. I was like, yes, that is so, so good. Call them in. Now, throughout the Gospels, this is what we see Jesus doing. People are being people as we are well-known to do. Um, but Jesus is gentle with humanity's brokenness, and he draws people in. We have Christ's encounter with Zacchaeus. He was a sinner that no one wanted around. And when we see that encounter with Jesus and Zacchaeus, here Jesus is entering into a town. People are gathering all around him. Like everybody wanted a piece of Jesus. Everyone's clamoring for Jesus. And here is Zacchaeus up in a tree. And Christ's eyes go to Zacchaeus. And what does he do? He invites him to lunch. He calls him in. Sick people came to Jesus and he had compassion on them and he healed them. Even when it was inconvenient, he called them in. The miracle of the feeding of the five thousand. The disciples were like, "No." When I read that bit of scripture, I kind of hear them, like, "Please, can we send these people home, like, to eat? They need to eat. Can we just please get them out of here?" Um, and I wonder if they themselves were tired and hungry. But instead, Jesus calls the people in, calls the disciples in, and they're a part of an incredible, major miracle. And then in Matthew 19, Jesus chastises the disciples as they are shooing away the kids. Verse 13 through 15 in Matthew 19, the children were brought to him so he might lay hands on them and pray. The disciples rebuked the people, but Jesus said, let the little children come and do not hinder them for to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them. He called them in. In Luke 10, we see the story of Jesus being welcomed into Martha's home, where Martha gets annoyed for her sister Mary for just chilling with Jesus. This is Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And then in another version, it says that the master said, Martha, dear Martha, you're fussing far too much and getting yourself worked up over nothing. One thing only is essential, and Mary has chosen it. It's the main course, and it won't be taken from her. He still called her in. So this concept of calling people in when their brokenness manifests, it takes intention, it takes a whole lot of grace, and a whole lot of love as a leader, especially when you're kicking water bottles. Oops, that was for the people in the room. People are broken, and we as leaders are not exempt from that fact. It's time-consuming, it's tiring to provide opportunity and space where our broken people on our teams can heal. In our brokenness, we might might not want to take the extra time, but as leaders, it's our responsibility. You may have someone on your team who feels personally rejected at any bit of critique, There may be someone who challenges your authority left and right. Someone on your team may be too insecure in an area to step out in that you recognize as their strength. Perhaps there's been choices that have jeopardized the person's place on your team, and it's an opportunity for restoration. Maybe you see someone on your team lacking grace for someone else's deficiency. These are just a few of the examples that I have faced over the years. In fact, even over the past month or two. And in our brokenness, these scenarios can be, I'm just going to be honest, annoying. There was a YouTube video that was out, that popped into my mind when I was putting this together. It was, ain't nobody got time for that. You know, ain't nobody got time for that. And sometimes that's how I feel. You know, I'm just human. I'm letting you know God's put me in a place of leadership. But I can be human and just annoyed by these scenarios sometimes. Call them in. We have an incredible, beautiful opportunity to sailors dive into these hard moments and provide a safe place for personal healing on our teams. Because underneath every weird behavior, there's generally a hurt place that God wants to heal. And he's trusting us as the leaders to provide a safe place for the healing to occur. I think about my own life, and I know that God has exposed areas of my own brokenness that needed addressing, that needed his healing touch. And quite frequently, it was other individuals and safe places that I was able to grow and to heal and to be made well. Call them in. It can be restitution for us when we allow others to find a safe place in our teams to find healing. So I listed some examples in scripture earlier where we can see strategy from the Lord, Now, remember, Jesus didn't call everybody to be a disciple. He did want everyone to become a follower, but even that was not his expectation. Rather, he chose 12 men who were ready to hear the message, respond to the call, and then engage in action that would lead them to their calling. And this is representative of our own teams. You may have people come into your world. You will have people that come into your world, many people. But God has given you a team that will receive quite a bit of your attention. And so here are some strategies to take with us as we learn from our master, Jesus. First of all, Jesus was sensitive. In all these scenarios, there was something else transpiring that needed addressing. In other words, there was the forefront ministry, the main show that could have grabbed all of Christ's attention. However, he was sensitive to the background needs. He saw when someone was hurting behind the scenes. He saw a brokenness that needed to be addressed. And Jesus Jesus instructed those close to him in the midst of their own ministry mission. In other words, your ministry has a mission that holds your attention. You know, think about the ministry that God's called you to. And there's so much planning that goes into it. There's so much delegation. There's so much planning. But there's also other things going around in the background. Jesus was sensitive to the background and the brokenness. And so who can God use you to minister to on your teams? Be sensitive to the background. And then Jesus took time. Not only was Jesus sensitive to the needs in the background, but he took time to address them. He left the multitudes to minister to the one. And that's quite an example. Let's remember Christ's example and also remember that Our ministry is his ministry. He knows the timing of it. Sometimes I can get caught up in, "Mm, I have to do this instead. Do I really have to address that right now? And I forget, like, he's the one that put all of this together. Anyways, of course, of course he'll work the forefront out. He'll work out the main deal. He's given me someone and the privilege of working one-on-one just like Christ did when he walked this earth. And so it's a privilege to be able to trust God's timing as Christ to trust Christ's timing in our ministry as he did as he walked this earth. I think about Zacchaeus responding to Jesus, wanting to spend time with him, wanting to have lunch with him. It was a changed life. Luke 19, 8 through 10. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, for the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. We do have a mission in our ministry as we build God's kingdom. It's to seek and save the lost. But part of that mission as leaders will be taking time with our team members, those struggling with lost parts of their heart. And then also Jesus was gentle. Sometimes our team members will make us mad. They'll make us annoyed. We might get ticked. My girlfriend Helen, I've said this a million times, but she would always say, We're just a bunch of broken people walking around bumping into each other, right? Ouch, ouch, ouch. We're human. Just the other day, I I had a text, um, and I was going in, actually, I I just pulled up to our staff meeting, our staff retreat, and I got a text about something silly that has been happening, and it's a silly scenario, and I actually texted really quick, figure it out, I'm over it. (laughs) So, like, you know, that's not your most gentle answer, okay? Um, Not the best example. Um, Thankfully, God used that um, as I was able to circle back around with a little more grace and a little more gentleness and a little bit of an apology. Um, Thankfully, God used it. But what I realized is even those annoying, silly scenarios are triggers for a deep hurt underground. And it's worth taking a peek at. It's worth being gentle with. So I'm aware that that's probably not the last time I'm going to have to deal with that situation or that scenario. But I do realize that gentleness is needed with these dealings. Scripture gives us direction in encouraging those around us. 1st Thessalonians, that's a whole new one. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. It's a direction given to us by Scripture. Romans 15.5, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had. And then finally, Jesus supported sacrificially. Calling people in will take sacrifice. Of course, Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice in giving up his life for us so that we might live in body, soul, and in spirit. But there was something that he did while he encountered people's brokenness as well. He saved our soul, but then he redeemed our lives. To Jesus, calling people in is a one-on-one activity. Each person Jesus encountered received a message that was tailored just for them, which meant that he keyed into people's personal challenges, their hopes, their dreams, and the opportunities that were unique to each individual. And this was certainly true of the disciples, considering that he approached each one on the basis of his specific personality traits and personal experiences. Jesus was sensitive, Jesus took time, Jesus was gentle, and Jesus was sacrificial, and these traits are essential to successful leadership and successful teams. As we pursue the journey of guiding and leading others, let's look toward the example of Jesus. And then when a scenario bops up, let's take a moment to ask, Lord, where's the hurt behind the scenes here, and how can you use me to bring healing? How can I? Call them in. Let's pray. Father, we thank you uh, for Jesus. We thank you for all that he did for us personally. We thank you for the reminder daily that we're here breathing because of Jesus. We have hope because of Jesus. We have joy because of Jesus. We're able to operate in patience because of Jesus. And we can be sensitive. We can take time. We can be gentle and we can be sacrificial because of the example that was given to us. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would help us to, to get beyond ourselves, to not be quick to whip off a text that says I'm over it to not be quick to kick a water bottle in frustration to not be quick to think i'm this is too important i have to look at the main stage and meanwhile miss opportunities for personal one-on-one ministry would you get a hold of us and would you help us to turn our leadership abilities towards you would you examine us show us if there's any offensive way in us and lead us in your way lord We love you. We thank you for the privilege of leadership and all that it entails. Honestly, Lord, I thank you that you show it to us bit by bit. It's like if we knew ahead of time, we would have run screaming. But your grace is sufficient. Your grace is sufficient. Your grace has been sufficient. Your MO has been faithful. And you will be faithful in this season and you'll be faithful in the next. So we thank you for those difficult situations that we have the privilege of operating like you, Lord. We love you, and it's in your name we pray, Lord. Amen.